0: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Physicians for Financial Freedom podcast. And as you know, um, the three core tenets of this podcast are freedom. So time, freedom, location, freedom, financial freedom, as well as health, wellness, and emotional freedom. So today we have a very intriguing and special guest, uh, Dr. Chase DeMarco. And he is really interesting because he is a physician entrepreneur started his entrepreneurial journey during medical school, which is extremely rare. So I started my entrepreneurial journey during med school, and I thought I was the only one, but I'm really happy, and I've been following him for a while, looking at his work in the medical education and technology space. Uh, Particularly, we'll talk about the inefficiencies and some of the solutions that he's creating with his podcast, with his app, his books, his products. So I'm going to bring up his bio here and introduce him. So um, let see, Dr. Chase DeMarco is a uh, MD, PhD. He holds a master's MBA, and he is a medical education podcaster, author, speaker, and most recently founded Find the Rotation, which connects students to preceptors in a variety of clinical settings. He's currently based out of uh, Las Vegas, and today you're going to hear about all the great work he's done, um, a lot of these different platforms. And so without ado, I'll welcome Chase to the show. Welcome.
1: Huh, thank you so much, Dr. Lou. Great to be here. Uh, I did want to clarify, MD-PhD candidate, not quite there, but hopefully
0: soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you will be, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, welcome. And uh, I'm really curious about your journey, especially um, it's really rare to find uh, med students who are entrepreneurs so early, you know, um, like I mentioned, I was, I started my entrepreneurial journey very early, but uh, you know, that was kind of rare. So what made you decide to, you know, focus on these new creative ideas rather, you know, on top of your, you know, heavy course load studying for exams and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a long and convoluted uh, pathway, but I was, um, (laughs) I was working on my master's in educational psychology when I started med school, and I think I finished it the first semester and started working on my PhD work at the same time, which was quite a a large uh, feat to try. <laughs> but <laughs> I just kind of realized at that point in time that I wasn't happy with the instruction I was getting in certain classes, and um, I was in the student government. I was a class representative. I wanted to help out the other classmates that were also struggling, so I started my first sort of venture, which was uh, the website um, Free Med Ed. So Free Med Ed was just a repository of information. I wasn't really creating content because I didn't know enough at that time to do so. So I would collect free quizzes and YouTube videos and stuff online and put it all into one succinct package. So students could really use just that one source instead of wasting time going out and searching for other things to supplement their education. And uh, then around 2018, I came out with my first course. And then 2019 came out with two podcasts, about to start a third one pretty soon here. Uh, I think the end of 2019 was also when we published the book, Read This Before Medical School, which (laughs) all of this material is just trying to combine the aspects of medical education with like effective learning styles and the psychology of learning and uh, some advanced techniques too, that's usually just don't get brought up. Um, and then that led to uh, uh, eventually the creation of find a rotation. So it's been a long path and <laughs> kind of cover <laughs> everything at education to some degree or another.
0: Yeah. That, that's awesome because you're at the, you're at the forefront. You, you're, you're seeing it, you're sitting in there in class and you're like, you know how do I best apply this? You know it's med school is like drinking from a fire hose, and it's like you know you're so you're in the front lines, and it's so it's so cool. Um, and what's what's really interesting is that um, you mentioned aggregation of data. So uh, I remember in med school we had w- my first year of med med school before um, you know Ethernet became mainstream. We had to I had to bike or take the bus to the uh, school library to watch video courses on VHS. And so, and that was, you know, the dial-up streaming was uh, so slow. So, you know, we've progressed so what, so much and now, you know, we're aggregating data. Now we're like organizing it and now we're creating. So, um, what, what, were, what were your, some of uh, your motivations, like any frustrations or just unmet needs that you saw, um, just
1: to tell us in like your experience, uh, tons of frustrations, <laughs> tons of unmet needs. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say when, it, um, when we're talking about more the basic science type material, like the first two years, that was really a focus on trying to make multimedia content that was freely or at least affordably available to the masses and to use evidence-based teaching techniques. We always talk about evidence-based medicine, but there's a lot of science behind teaching too. And most at least uh, my experience, most medical teachers don't really know that because they weren't taught that way, and they weren't taught in psychology and education. So they just they teach the way that uh, they were taught. And for those really good ones, that can you know shape themselves according to uh, how well the the audience is doing, the student population in that case, they can progress to a, a stronger uh, teaching base than a lot of others. But many don't get to that. So I want to make content that really focused on how we learn, why we learn certain ways, and then how to implement those techniques. And a, a lot of that came into play with the Medical Mnemonist podcast, which you can see on my back wall here. <laughs> so we started with education, uh, educational psychology, learning psychology, and cognitive psychology, but also using medical mnemonics and advanced Uh, memory techniques, which you tend to see a lot more nowadays in the past few years with videos and like sketchy, pygmonic, these companies that are coming out with really cool material. And there's just a lot of science why that works. So we want to teach students as much as possible about learning. And once they know those skills, then they can have more self-directed learning.
0: That's, that's awesome. What what you're doing actually reminds me of uh, Sal Khan when he was creating Khan Academy. And, uh, you know, he started out with um, just he wanted to create videos for people, you know, to help people uh, learn better and just learn more efficiently. And um, that, you know, when uh, when I was going to school, it was basically just road memorization and just recite and regurgitate and you know, make an A on the test. But these days, um, you know, it really requires you to synthesize, organize, apply things. There's, you know, a lot of different ways to um, answer the questions. So, and I think you're using a lot of uh, uh, mind and brain and learning hacks. So it's um, easier, and more efficient to learn and it makes learning more um, fun as well. So, That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what are, what have been some of your, uh, key revelations, you know, building these podcasts and creating this material and how it relates to education and learning?
1: Oh, so many. Well, first I do want to say that Sal Khan was one of my inspirations. So I'm glad you brought that <laughs> up. Khan Academy is awesome. I really wanted to make like the Khan Academy of medical education, which uh-huh. apparently they did start doing with, um, some members that are now in osmosis, but I don't think it really took off for the medical community too much yet. Um. Yeah. But there's been, well, there's a lot of learning with the, the technical side of things, just audio editing, video editing, uh, different techniques for lighting or what equipment you need. And <laughs> a lot of just learning curves that you kind of have to experience. You can study all you want, but the theory is not going to really teach you the experiential learning that you really need. <laughs> and then uh, actually interviewing is something that I found that I love doing. Now I'm pretty much an introvert. I don't even like talking to people on the phone, But when I can have an interesting conversation with someone through a podcast interview, it's much more intriguing. I know that I'm getting some benefit from it because I'm learning from them. I'm providing benefit to them by sharing their information with the audience. And hopefully the audience is learning a lot from it too. Otherwise they wouldn't be listening to it. So we have a lot of different uh, memory champions and mnemonics instructors, and again, cognitive psychologists on the Medical Mnemonist podcast. But then Uh, Well, this is an old image now. It used to be called the One Minute Preceptor podcast. Now it's rounds to residency. So we cover more the the second two years of med school when you're doing your clinical rotations and then early residency. Uh, So that's interviewing physicians in every different specialty and geographic, demographic location, and just trying to give students more experience in a wider array of clinical rotations and specialties than they might be able to get from their own school. Because that was something that I found very difficult in my schooling was small school, very limited on certain resources. So if you can only try out a couple of specialties, or if you might like the specialty, but that particular preceptor wasn't that great, you're not going to know what you're the best fit for. So at least hopefully we can provide some audio guidance through that podcast. And then that led to also starting the, the clinical rotations platform with find a rotation. So they can actually try to find rotations that might be outside of their schooling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tell us more about the um, inspiration for uh, find a rotation, um, because uh, is it more geared towards um, uh, US-based medical school? Or, uh or is it um, based more to like to reach out for more inter- more international reach, or is it? Um, yeah, tell us more about what was the inspiration be- be- between the
1: uh, for that. Good <laughs> question. So I would say that both can benefit from it, although there is more of a need generally for IMGs, FMGs, uh, international or foreign medical students and graduates. And that's just because we come from smaller schools. I went to a Caribbean school. We don't have as many resources available. And a lot of our schools are not able to apply for VSAS either. So we're really stuck on what we can experience. And we also make up about 25% of the US healthcare workforce. So it's not an insignificant uh, percentage of, of the healthcare of physicians. So we do want to make sure that all physicians, no matter what school you went to, have adequate clinical experiences to become better, uh, physicians and to also be able to test out a lot of other specialties to see what they're going to be a better fit for. And that'll hopefully, uh, goal is anyway, in that aspect is to lead to decreased burnout and decreased transferring between specialties. Yeah. So I kind of long story short was I had my third and fourth year, um, rotations my elective rotations done through a placement agency and oh. i had a terrible terrible experience with them it was oh. very expensive and i didn't even get the last couple so i started reaching out to physicians to ask if they would uh, let me do a rotation there yeah and since then my network has grown and i help students Manually do this all the time, and it was too much to really continue on with. Uh, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to make an app that everyone can just go to and take care of it themselves. So we kind of modeled it after Airbnb. <laughs> so you have the physicians or the hospitals go on and sign up as like the host, and then the students go on as the guest or renter, and just kind of do everything through automation. And because of that, it's a lot cheaper. We don't have a huge, uh, you know, workforce that has to be paid like the paper pushers or rotation agencies have to. If you're a hospital admin, this automates a lot of the process, so it'll reduce your workload. So hopefully this is going to be something that will help a lot of different professionals and students in all kinds of walks of life.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Because um, first you, <clears throat> you went from uh, the Khan Academy you know, of medical education, and now you're uh, going into the Airbnbs of um, finding a rotation. So
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, it's interesting. And I, my 10 year plan a few years ago was to come out with the first free online medical school. And now with the pandemic, I'm wondering who's going to beat me to it because everything's moving <laughs> digital anyway. But yeah. that's one of the systems that was really antiquated to is we just weren't using uh, many types of educational advancements and technologies in medical school when we really should have and reduce the workload on uh we're not supposed to be professional lecturers, you know. Doctors should not be up there giving the same lecture every semester. So, <laughs> fo- automate that stuff and let them focus on like one-on-one mentorship and tutoring. That's really what they should be doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was interesting because, um, like, uh, I have a personal story. My <clears throat> when I first year of medical school, the dean was like, "I should try and experiment to see, you know, a four-year medical education versus just one-on-one. Um, this like sort of uh, mentoring." Type style and see who would come out faster and you know better. So um, I think you're. I think you 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 see so many needs, uh, so many inefficiencies. You know, the it, healthcare is ripe for disruption. There's so many um, unnecessary regulations and unnecessary burdens and hurdles. So I think you're you're really innovating. So um, and it's great because technology. It's easier to scale. There's more margin. There's more leverage and you can really do impact a lot more. So, um, you know, keep it up, um, keep it up with the podcast. Really, um, uh, it's really, you, you can, you can really achieve freedom much faster um, than pursuing just traditional cl- clinical medicine. So, um, you know, kudos to you. And um, we're, uh, if people wanted to find out more about you, um, contact you, if you, I know you have books out and uh, your podcast as well, um, feel free to share that with the audience.
1: Yeah, Uh, unfortunately, because the two different organizations, sometimes I'm not sure which information (laughs) to give. But uh, if you search up, uh, if you search find a rotation on any social media, you'll find it findarotation.com for the clinical app. We are coming out with a mobile app, hopefully in the next few months as well. But right now there's the web app uh, in beta testing. So we're almost out of that phase. And uh, me on social media is Chase DeMarco on pretty much every platform. So (laughs) if you just search my name or search the organization, you will find it. I don't have a centralized location, unfortunately, because there's just too many links. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. And uh, to the viewers, I'll put all the um, show notes,
0: all the resources and links to uh, Chase's um, podcast website, all of his books and information, I'll put them in the notes. And uh, so Chase, the final parting word, What? what's your, you know, your, your uh, last word, parting word to our guests?
1: Parting words. Uh, well, because this is a heavily physician-based audience, I'm sure I want to say that a lot of physicians like to focus on the later parts of healthcare and not so much on education. Once they get out of it, it's such a traumatic experience. We're like, oh, I don't want to go back and revisit that. But that's where medicine starts. The foundation of the whole healthcare system is education. So I would say if you have the opportunity to do so, get involved in medical education as much as you can and create the future physicians you want to see. That's awesome. We
0: need more medical educators, more medical innovators, such as yourself. We need them starting earlier before medical school so that when they're in medical school, they can start to affect and change the system and, you know, make the profession for better. So thanks. Uh, It was an awesome interview. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for um, coming on and um, you know, we'll continue to follow your progress.
1: Sounds good. Thank you for having me on.
0: Awesome. Take care. Yeah. Take care. Many thanks again for being here. If you're new, you can find me online at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Chris Liu, MD-PhD, where I have links to other episodes or links to online resources that will support you on your financial literacy journey. I'll see you there and on next week's show. While I bring you thoroughly vetted information on this show regarding a variety of financial topics, I cannot promise you a one-size-fits-all solution. This is why I caution you to continue to learn, Educate yourself and seek professional advice unique to your situation. If you want to talk to me, I'd welcome it. Please reach out via email at ChristopherLiuMDPhD at gmail.com. That's ChristopherLiuMDPhD at gmail.com. I read and personally respond to all of my emails. Talk soon.